Welcome to the Dickie Dines Podcast number eight. Today we have a very special guest for you guys, Justin Bonnet. Wait, what? No, you're not. A, you're part of the show. You get five percent of all the. I gotta call my mom. <laughs> you're like Trisha Paytas on the. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. Yeah. So today we have a uh, Justin Bonnets on, and he was in uh, season one of Musician Mansion. If you guys haven't seen Musician Mansion yet, it is out on my YouTube channel. You can check it out. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of work, and um, so that's one of the reasons why we were short of content last week because we, me and uh, Kevin, the camera guy, were uh, just no lifing the edits to get it released. But now we uh, have it out. And so we're going to get back into the swing of the Dickie Dines content. So, yeah, we figured Justin would be a fun one because he was just in the in the show. We're probably going to try and get more people from the show onto the podcast and just talk to them about their experience. So uh, if you want to see more of that, then definitely hit the subscribe button. Also, we have a Patreon that you can follow us on and uh, help us to continue to make these videos. And you get extra perks for that. You can get your name on the wall behind us. Look at that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, we have merch. Links in the description for uh, both of those things. So we really do appreciate that. Uh, without further ado, let us get into the podcast. Oh. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, this is Justin Bonnets. Hey. He was on Musician Mansion and he is currently doing vocals for the band Tala, amongst many other things. And uh, yeah, so we're. Many I'm man, glad to have many. you. Um, how I'm are you glad to be here. How are you feeling after the show, man? Dude, this is crazy. Like, we, the <laughs> show came out, and I've just been, like, on a high since then. Like, I haven't come down yet. I'm just like, man, this is so cool. It's just great hearing what everyone's saying about it. And, like, I don't know. It's just awesome. I'm just, like, so glad I got to be a part of it. Dude, hell yeah. Greystone for life, baby. Greystone for life, baby. <laughs> Greystone game. Yeah, when is Greystone going on tour? Dude, right? Yeah. Yeah, team leader. Oh, when are we going? Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be so sick. That would be wild. I'll have to get a actual bass amp. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, honestly. I've got this like four string from like 2001. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's all I got for bass. Original strings. Dude, honestly, seeing you perform <laughs> with a bass and doing vocals was so hype. Dude, honestly, the, the, weird, the truest right? moment of a team captain to be willing to go to bass. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That takes quite a large amount of honor. <laughs> I, I have been wanting to play bass in a band for years now. And maybe it's like just because I'm used to being the vocalist and I'm used to having all the center of attention and like having to take care of my voice and stuff. So when I saw we were in the same group and that we didn't have a bass player, I'm like, oh, this is my chance. <laughs> it's finally here. <laughs> Hell yeah. What, how did you feel when you uh, realized who your band was with, uh, with Austin oh, and I, Nick I and, and everybody? Where did, did it go? Hello? Oh. Are you there? Oh, I'm back. All right. All right. It up for a second. I heard, how did you feel? And then it just was like, oh yeah. I asked how, how did you feel when you found out that you were in a band with Austin and Nick and everybody? Oh, he did it again. Oh no. We lost him again. 
<laughs> it's it's pertinent information. No, no. It's on a need yeah, to know this basis. It's like classified information. It cut out at the exact same time. Oh no. Okay, I'll try one more time. How did Third you feel? How did you feel when you found out you were in a band with Austin and Nick and everybody? Dude, that blew my mind. So you pick me first, and I'm like, okay, this is I I wasn't sure. I'm like, am I gonna have to pick people? Cause I didn't know like what was going on. I just knew I was like, all right, I'm a team captain. Is this like one of those like kickball things? And I'm looking at the faces and the first thing I thought was I'm definitely picking Austin and I'm Let's definitely go. picking Nick. And then I wasn't sure about anyone else, but I was like, I just, <laughs> we all have the same like vibe boys, with music. It, it just, it was so cool. And it like, it was again, dream come true. And like, you were like, these guys are on your team. And I was like, no, no way. <laughs> That would actually be a really cool thing to do maybe for season two is is have team captains and then the captains pick their team. Oh, yeah. Give them a roster of like a guitarist, a drummer. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. Have the drummers all stand in one area, the guitarists and the, you know. That'd be cool. And then just kind of like. It would have been really interesting because if you would have did that this time, I'm like, I didn't really know the drummers. Like I had seen some of Sunfire stuff before, but I didn't really like know who she was. So I would have been like, I don't even know who some of these people are. Like, I had seen a couple of Rudy's things. I'd seen a couple of Sophie's things, but it wasn't like with you guys where I'm like, I know who you guys are. <laughs> I know who Nick is. Yeah. Some of the other ones I've been like, I don't even know if they're like going to vibe with me or not. It would have been weird. Well, who's not going to vibe with you, man? I was, I was literally <laughs> going to ask, how do you have so much energy all the time? It's crazy. I would man, love to have I seen don't know. Like, Rudy people have been and asking Justin me that since I was a kid. Yeah, how, how do you have so much energy all the time? Oh, was it still? Go- I can still hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I, uh, I heard you say you since you were a sec- kid. Yeah. So I think you probably tried to answer what he said, but oh, yeah, end. like pretty much since I was a kid, I've just been like the annoying kid in school because I was I'm just like always wired, and like I don't have ADHD, and like I don't really mess with drugs that much. Like I like shrooms every once in a while because. Sure. Why not? You know, who, who doesn't like going on a crazy trip? But like, I don't mess with like Adderall and shit like that. So it's like, I don't know. I've just been super energetic my whole life. So I, it was just cool being around cool. people like that are equally as energetic. And I was like, it like turned me up times 10. <laughs> it was so funny because every morning I'd come out and you would be sitting in that chair, that big like chair, and you would just be sitting there and you would just be like almost meditating. You'd have your like hands together like this and you would just be kind of sitting there for probably like, I don't know, like 20 minutes, 30 yeah, minutes. And then like you would almost like come alive and then you would just spring up and you would just be like, let's do it. Like, He's got a soul contract with a really happy demon. <laughs> you would just like spring into this, like this chaotic ball of energy, but you kind of had to like zen out. zen out for a moment. And then you were like, let's go. It was the funniest thing to see. It's like I'm solar powered. I had to just sit in the sun for a minute and just like, all right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I think I do that because I'm definitely not a morning person. Mm. So like when I first wake up, I'm like, I got to like be on my phone for 10, 15 minutes. And then like all of a sudden I'm like, all right, time to get up. And then I'm ready to go. But like I kind of check out for that first like 20 minutes of being awake. I'm just kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair for sure. I, I'm not a morning person either. 
it's weird though because sometimes i am because when i was there i was so excited to like just start the day and like hang out with everyone that i would wake up and even after only like two hours of sleep or three hours of sleep i would be like let's go and then i'd walk to the house i'd just start singing like lady gaga and i'm like, ready for the day i'm ready for the day i want to see people it was, uh, just D- damien and i are just going to bed and after drinking all day <laughs> yeah. yeah that oh, was yeah. that it was, was uh, uh... <laughs> It was fun. Uh, Justin, I was going to ask you, what is, uh, looking back on it now and after watching the show back, what do you think was the your highlight moment, your favorite moment, and then your least favorite moment from the show? Oh, man. I'd say the highlight moment, just like the what I remember the most, was like that first challenge and like just how nervous i was like you could just tell like even in the clip on the show on the show when you're like all right graystone you just see me like <gasps> and then i like go on stage like it was i felt so stiff there's a part you see me like i'm just playing and then i look over at austin and he's just like in his zone and i was like oh yeah i do this for a living like i, I can chill out i i'm good at this and it like took me a second to like get over that and it was just such like a like a cool feeling because i was like wow i haven't been this nervous in so long like i've played in front of thousands of people but playing in front of these like people that i watch on youtube and that are super talented and that like i look up to it was so nerve-wracking because i'm like man i'm playing bass what if i mess up everyone's gonna know <laughs> your sour note <laughs> That was definitely the highlight, but my favorite was probably the jams. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, those are tight. I, that was just, I can't get over how cool that was. Like when Austin, there was one, I got it in my vlog where Austin and I are just like dual doing these dual vocals over this like crazy jam. And I, I'm like, I can't even tell who's doing what anymore. It's just pig squeals <laughs> and girls. And it's so cool. That's deathcore, baby. So that was probably one of my favorites. <laughs> I'd say my least favorite looking back on it was definitely um my roast. Like I thought that was so much funnier in the moment. And when I finally got to watch it back, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm so stiff. My delivery sucks. I definitely thought that it was funnier in my head. And when I watched it back, I was like, ooh, this is you could just tell that i was just really nervous and having a hard time (laughs) no dude i thought it was great i was i remember sitting there and i was like where is he going with this (laughs) the the chip bit chip bit was still great it was funny man and the 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 delivery was was so good at the end i was just like it came all full circle back to the original like <laughs> like noise thing that you did in the first vocal challenge and i, I thought it was great i was like this is like i think yours and paula's I'm, like i'm not good at roasts i'm not good at one-liners and then paula paula was doing like the weird awkward thing so i was like i don't want to take her thing what do i do and like I've done a little bit of like stand up before and my whole thing has been those like shaggy dog stories where it's just like you just go on a rant for five, ten minutes and then it circles back and then it's like, OK, that's funny now. I yeah. get it. But like I think 
part of the problem was I, I took the challenge too seriously. Like we were just like meme Lords for every challenge. And then that one, I was like, I got to make Jared laugh. So I like <laughs> catered everything specifically to what I thought you might think was funny. Yeah. And then I was like, man, I should have just like went up there and like been a weirdo. And it probably would have been a little better. <laughs> I loved it, man. I thought it was so good. It was so fun. I was laughing that, that's really all hard. That matters, right? We got the points. Yeah. yeah. We, we still want, I feel you though. I, yeah. I wish I could redo my roast day also, but, <laughs> we, hey, we still dubs a dub, baby. So I'm curious. Yeah, and it was it was still fun. Yeah, it was very it was very fun. I'm curious because you said you want to do an OnlyFans collab. Did you post that on your OnlyFans of me smacking your ass? My lawyers will be here. <laughs> oh, hold on. Did All you, right, I'm back. Um, no. So I asked uh, because when you afterwards you were like oh uh, do you want or you said do, you know do an only fans collab or whatever and then i smacked did you post the, me smacking your ass on your only i should honestly it's oh, it's dude. in my vlog you gotta, you gotta so okay. like, make sure you send the collaborator invite <laughs> <laughs> I, like i was like i could put this on only fans or i could just put it in the vlog because i'm like it's you don't see anything that you shouldn't see. Like it's appropriate yeah. for YouTube. So I was like, all right, let's put the exposure there. And then I think I put my little like tag at the bottom. So it's like, Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it, man. Dude, yeah, you, your, it. your vlog was a blast to watch seeing all the behind the scenes stuff. Cause that's a, you know, the show, obviously you don't see the, when everyone's hanging out and stuff, but you got a lot of the footage of us just at like the dinner table or drinking at night or playing smash bros and shit. And that was, really cool to relive those moments and be like oh yo these got captured let's fucking go yeah. had a little bit of technical difficulties there but uh oh yeah so one of the criticisms that i've been seeing and not many people but just a few people are saying they wanted more music which is fair because we only did five episodes so maybe we we could have done more music which going into season two that's definitely like you know a learning experience but i think one of the cool things is that all of the stuff that people say they wanted to see were like the, the the behind the scenes hangouts, the moments when you all were just jamming and hanging out in the rooms and having fun. People were cycling through and playing music. You guys are writing songs. You guys are doing silly stuff. That is all captured by you guys. Like you did a vlog. Hamena did a vlog. Drusit did a vlog. A bunch of people did a bunch of other vlogs and videos, which is what, you know. I had told you guys to do because I knew people were going to want to see more of the music mm -hmm. and more of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff because we were trying to do like the show, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but it's really cool because the show came out and then now there's like an extra week or two of content that just is flooding across everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's really cool to see. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome to watch. Dude, your vlog specifically is so sick. I love, I love it's so ears. funny <laughs> i try to edit them like just like it's like a normal youtube video and then you click on it it's like this is an hour long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like an hour because it's such but, uh, good content oh shoot i think i lost you guys again oh, we, we can hear you can you hear us oh i can yeah hi um I forgot what, oh yeah i was just saying it doesn't feel like an hour though because it's such good content and it, it's just like, content. it's so good. Content. Yeah. Your guys' vlogs are so good, but yeah, yeah that's the extra There's music content. Thing. Yeah. But yeah, definitely going into season two, I, I'm uh, brainstorming a lot of new ideas with Kevin and we're, we're trying, oh, we're going to try and do, uh, cause we did five days. I want to do 10 days and try to get like <sighs> eight solid episodes, maybe nine. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're brainstorming a lot of it, but <clears throat> we, uh, 
because we're, we're gonna be busy but i'm i'm stoked man and just from the response of everyone they seem to absolutely love it and it's cool to see people who are like you know rooting for oh you know i love justin or i love austin or nick and then Jimena or yeah. sunfire or rudy you know and so it's it's cool to see like how people are connecting to the different personalities you know yeah, it really is like a reality show. It's like when you watch Survivor like as a kid and you're like, I really want this person to win. And you're like, it's just because of their personality, you just mm-hmm. get like sucked into them and you're like, I need this person to win. And you get so bummed when they don't. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought I, I thought season one had a good mix of music and non-music because like, yeah, people are gonna complain, but it felt almost like there was more music than not music. Like that whole, when we went to Seattle, I think that was day four. Yeah. That was all music. It was like music in public. Yeah. And then the first two were definitely music. The third one, it was like, yeah, that wasn't really music, but it was, it was fun for us to do something a little different and like good content. Yeah. Like it was a game show at that point, which was really cool. And then the last one was also just like really fun for us because that one felt more like a uh, this is the end of the show. Let's kind of just have fun. Right. I, I don't know. I had a blast with the whole thing. I did, too. I'm very happy with it. I'm very proud of it. But definitely going into season two, I, I have so many, <clears throat> so many ideas of how to yes. do tons of musical challenges. You sent me a bunch of ideas, which are great. And uh, me and Kevin are brainstorming. And so, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to do season two. Um, I was going to ask, too, if we if we can do a oh, season no. two, would you, you come back? fizzled out again. Would you like to come back, Mr. Bonnets, for season two? Oh, you're back. Hello. I heard you're stoked for season two. Yeah, stoked for season two. And then I asked, if we can make a season two happen, would you come back? Oh, a hundred percent, two hundred percent. I keep saying that was probably the most fun I ever had in my entire life, and I'm not just like saying that. Like, I could not stop smiling. I could not stop laughing. I was getting like three hours of sleep, and I was still <laughs> so energetic just <laughs> because it was just yeah. amazing Unreal. to be around just like-minded people who are just there to have fun and. I don't know. It was so cool. I'm so used to like being around like tour people where it's like everyone kind of has this weird agenda and like, it was just nice being around, I don't know, like content creators that are just like, dude, let's just make some stuff that makes people laugh and like forget about their problems. And it was just, oh, I would absolutely be on season two if I got that opportunity. It was Hell yeah. literally the highlight of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. I love to hear that. Austin, did you it, have it a- was just I, I can't thank you enough for just inviting me to that. I remember I woke up and I saw your message on Discord and I was just like, what? <laughs> I get to come to this? Like it was just so cool. Well, I'm thank and you for there, coming. There was man. a part of me that thought it wasn't gonna happen um because my flight got delayed like four times i was like just like at the airport for like eight hours and i was like dude what's like am i gonna ruin the show like am i gonna have to get another ticket and like miss the first day or something like i was like 
starting to spiral out of control because I was like, what if I can't make it? <laughs> well, it was kind of scary because that happened to you. That also happened to Sunfire. And then like mm-hmm. a week before we were supposed to meet up, I had two people drop from the original roster that had said oh, they were yeah. going to do it. And so I had to scramble last because it, it's very specific on, you know, we needed three drummers. We needed, you know, enough for everyone to have three bands. And so we had like a drummer, we had two drummers drop. And so I had to scramble to get Damien and Dylan. Thankfully they were down to do it super last minute, but I was like, Oh my yeah. God, like we're so right here. And then we had two people drop. And then the day of you're like, I'm like eight hours late or whatever. And then <laughs> Sunfire is like, I don't know if I'm going to make my next flight. And I'm just like, no, but it happened. We made it happen. We did it, and honestly, I'm I I don't want to say I'm glad the other drummers dropped, but Dylan and Damien were so awesome. Yeah, they, they were, were so great cool. Too. Like I, I'm glad everyone that was there was there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's great meant to, to be. It. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan was a great ad. I don't. Yeah, because we probably never met that dude outside of that opportunity happening, right? and so now never know another cool dude, which is such really a cool sick. dude. Yeah, he was so cool. <laughs> he was so fun. He might hate Deathcore, but he's so, a cool it guy. It was super cool because, like, um, might hate Deathcore. It was uh, when uh, earlier this year, or like a last month or whatever, uh, Tala played Aftershock, and Dylan was with uh, Dragged Under, mm-hmm. and I like went and saw a set, and then I ran into him afterward, and he was just like, "Yo, what's up, man?" And like, it was just so cool getting to have that like mini reunion because I was like, I know this person now. It was just really cool. Dude, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, the mansion made, like, lifelong friends. You see, yeah, like... Yeah, uh, it really was like summer camp. Baina went up to England, and Sophie and Bradley met up with him and stuff, and yeah. it's really cool to see like, everybody still hanging out when they can. Yeah, it's just so cool. The The chat is so cool. Like, I wake up, that's the first thing I check. I'm like, does anyone say anything funny? <laughs> <laughs> More Team Greystones. I love that that chat is just still going, and it probably will for oh, yeah. so long. <laughs> it's it's like, forever. Yeah. I know we're going to have to make a season one and a season two chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The OG chat, the new, the young blood chat. Yeah. Hunger Games style. I was wondering, like, how long are we, are these people just going to, like, sit in the chat and talk? But I mean, that just kind of shows that we're, we're all just friends now. That, like, everyone just every day just talking and talking, whether it's Drusif saying something random or, or, you know, whoever. It's Mm -hmm. just like, it's so fun. I love it. I love it. The coolest part about it was like we were only together for a week and like I've been on tour with bands where you're like seeing these people and hanging out with these people from other bands like every day for like a month or two months and I didn't have the connection that I had with everyone at the mansion Mm -hmm. and it's like I was only with them for like a week but it felt so much longer but it also felt like it just went by like that like it's such a paradox. Yeah. Dude, I love that because that's literally like what I wanted going into this because you're all my friends, you know, and and I love you all to death. And like I wanted it to be something that even if the show flopped, everyone would have had an amazing time Mm -hmm. and the experience would have been just super cool. Like I didn't want to put you guys in a situation where it would be uncomfortable or drama or like manufactured or like just full of weirdness like I, I really wanted it to be like just a really awesome event regardless if it was a show or not but the fact that we did oh do no, the show God. and we got it to be 
you know, as, as cool as it was, is, is just kind of like a big plus, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it went over, it went as gr- it went as well as it could have, I think <laughs> all things considered, it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, it was pretty perfect. Pretty perfect. And I, I don't, I don't know. I like, obviously it didn't flop. Like it's like, what, no! like 300 and something thousand views already for episode one. Like, loves it. so I think you cut out there. Can you, can you say it again? Oh, I cut out. I, I was saying, um, obviously it wasn't unsuccessful. It already has. Oh wait, did I cut out again? No, you're good. I, I, the worst part is I can't tell when I'm cutting out. I know. <laughs> no. I was just saying, like the show was successful. You know, it just came out a couple days ago. It was already at like three hundred thousand something views on episode one. Like, you're never gonna sorry. believe this. Right after you said, I never can guess what I'm gonna cut out. You cut out instantly. Uh, it's like a meme. All right, all right. Third time's the charm, right. Right? or fourth time's the charm. But yeah, I was just saying uh, the show is obviously not unsuccessful. Like it's only been out for like what three days, and it's got it's getting like a hundred thousand views a day on episode one. And like my, I think the vlog I put out is already at like twenty thousand views, Let's and my go. channel had like two thousand subscribers. I think I've gotten like a thousand new subscribers on that channel. I'm just like, dude, okay. clearly people are loving this show. They're interested. When's the merch coming out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need Greystone merch, dude. Greystone, like yeah, we each, need the Greystone baby. Band should get like a shirt and ours should just like it should just say it's fine or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like Paula's face and just exactly. <laughs> no, we need that. Did you see that one picture that I posted of you right about to smash the guitar and you're just like full like spread and you're like you look like an action shot like you'd be on yeah. a shoe you know what i mean <laughs> like you need like that silhouette. yeah you need that and then just like gray stone <laughs> with the with the rainbow cape <laughs> yes exactly how did you feel also nailing that front flip by the way that was probably one of the coolest things that i saw during the entire show you're a freaking madman dude that was a huge risk. So like, I can't remember if it was Austin or Nick, someone suggested, they're like, yo, you can do like front flips and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I, I'll try. But like, <laughs> I've never done one with something in my hand. Oh yeah. Cause you were holding like, the guitar. Yeah. Than a microphone. And like, I'll do them when I go on tour, I'll do them on stage and I'm like, okay, I uh, know I can bro. do it. Oh no, I cut out. You said other than other than a microphone. Oh, wait, we're back. Other than a microphone. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll do them on stage with Tala, and I'm like, I know I can do them, but I only land them maybe like 10, 20% of the time. It depends on how much room I have, and it depends on how like, like sometimes the stages just aren't like, I don't know, like they don't have enough like spring in them. Yeah. So like... I was like, all right, I'm either going to do this flip and land it by like the grace of God and it's going to look amazing or I'm going to fall on my ass and like do something else and make it look like I did it on purpose. So like part of me was like, okay, if I fall, I'm going to like backspin and make it look like I was breakdancing and fuse it into one move. That would have been sick too, yeah. So I was like, but... 
I don't know. I just, I loved that. I landed that. I was like, that was like, if you asked me to do it again, I probably wouldn't do it. Respect like, for the that backup was plan. one in a million. It, it was, was so such a good. Huge risk. It, dude, big risk, big reward, man. And caught it in <laughs> slow-mo. We caught it different angles. And, and then the epic. fact that you also not only landed the flip, but you just completely shattered the guitar. <laughs> it just like it just decimated. broke in half. Strings flew everywhere. Like that was like a literally probably a one in a million. I know he went first too. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I felt so bad. Dude. You were like Justin, you go first. In my head, I'm like, I know what I'm gonna do <laughs> if this works. Uh-oh. <laughs> in the chat, we're all just like R.I.P. Bana, R.I.P. Bana. Like, how do you follow that? Right. I, you know there's, what I mean? Not too many unless you came out and did a backflip and did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the backflip would have been more impressive. And it, it, I only because I of right after the front flip. To yeah. Double like. Oh, he did the backwards one. Yeah. Oh shit. No, that that was hype. That was probably one of like the hypest moments. I think seeing yeah. that because it was just it was the first time you did it. There was no double take. That was one take. You had one shot. It wasn't staged. <sighs> you just did that. And right. I remember I looked at Angel and both our mouths were just open. <laughs> yeah, I think that was and we were camera. just like. And then I was like, holy shit. I think you can hear it in the episode, in the background. You just hear me go, holy shit. (laughs) You're going to have to learn that That backflip for season two. (laughs) I was standing right in front of it. And then you were like, all right, three, two. And I was like, maybe I should back up and give myself like a little bit of a start. Yeah, for sure. No, you nailed it, dude. Whatever went through your head to execute that, you fucking did it perfectly. Bravo. So good. It was cool watching it in slow motion, too, because I'm like, oh, man, I got the tuck. You see me, like, move my arms. I'm like, it was just. Dude, it was a beautiful front flip. It was so sick, dude. And then he gets taken out by Vienna sausages. I know. Immediately. And then I I go first in that one. Wrecks five people in the ball pit, is growling and screaming, does a front flip, and is like, a weenie. So the story behind that is um, when I was like a kid, like maybe three or four years old, I ate a hot dog and I was like profusely just puking everywhere. Oh, no. So like hot dogs are like my trauma food. I have not had one since I was a kid. So I was like, all right, I already know I don't have a good stomach. But yeah. I, so I was like, it, well, I was thinking like, it can't be that bad. Like maybe I'll get like cat food or something like that. So I open it and I just <laughs> see the weenies. dogs there. And I was just like, the one, the one thing. <laughs> like, literally. And I was like, I got to do it. And if I only had to eat like some of them, I think oh, I could have done lot. it. But there, there were so many. And like, I'm not one of those like speed eater people. So I'm like, at first you see me, I'm like trying to chew it. And I'm just like, dude, I can't do this. There's so many. Yeah. Of these. There's like three cans of these things. If I could have just like sucked him down, it would have been fine. But I'm just like, <laughs> I can't man's do style. it. <laughs> That's so funny because you got a trauma food and Hamena got a trauma food because she, oh, the mayo. The mayo. Because the one, I remember when we were uh, buying food for everybody, I was asking uh, food allergies. I was asking about, you know, preferences and like if you have anything you just absolutely hate. And she said she didn't like mayonnaise or like condiments like like <laughs> mayonnaise and mustard and ketchup so you both <laughs> you had the whole table to choose from and you both got your trauma food um, yeah I, I was also i was salty after that competition because i had to go first so you were like if you attempt it you get the point so i was like i have to try to eat 
all of this, no matter how, like I need that point. And then everyone else was like, all right, so if I just try like one little, I like it. Yeah. and then I was just like, well, I mean, I would have took a bite and then I would have called it right. <laughs> so I'm like shoveling them. Into I know my you, mouth. Dump, you dump the juice from the plate in your mouth at the it's end. Like, it's like completely unnecessary. No, <laughs> like, I knew what? I couldn't do it. That was the meme. There. I was like, got three seconds. Let me just look like I'm really drunk. <laughs> do you think you could have done the muck instead? The almond muck? No. Or the acorn muck? I think out of all the stuff I saw, like on our table, I think I probably only could have done the hot sauce because mm-hmm. it was just a shot. Right, just I'm over like, with. man, if we would have swapped, we would have got everything because I could do yeah. a hot shot of hot I sauce. Probably, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with hot shit. I don't love Vienna's, but I probably could have sucked them down. I also, I, I don't think we caught it on camera, but you threw up. I did, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't did. Even know. You threw I was, up dude, right after that. I am so good at stealth vomiting. <laughs> stealth <laughs> yeah, vomiting. oh yeah, bro. I could, I could throw up in a crowded room, and you'd never know. <laughs> my, yeah, dude. My level of embarrassment supersedes my physical abilities. <laughs> I will find a way to break. <laughs> the laws what that inhibit me. Even do exactly. That? There's four cameras, Justin. Not one of them got me. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> you see just it either. Casually lean over the side. We, I like, think it, it was when Paula was eating hers, and everyone was like, "Like, oh my god!" I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go!" Like, just <laughs> just leaned over the balcony really quick. <laughs> Curled I, in the yard. I didn't know Austin threw up until we got to the edit. Yeah, where we're, I had we're no piecing idea. together some B footage to. Oh yeah, I threw, yeah, I threw up twice. Yeah, and then, I, uh, twice. I threw up after I, after I fought Rudy in the fucking sweltering heat. And it was a gross throw up. He just like he he that threw up tough. in his cheeks yeah. and just like spit it out like a chipmunk. Yeah, <laughs> like like. I tried to tough. It I up. was literally standing there facing, looking at Austin, and I didn't see it. I didn't see him do it at all. He just he Checks literally out. was just like. Up. Check the- <laughs> just a quick little throw up and i'm good all right you know. God. so funny dude and then drusef with the egg poor drusef oh yeah i would take oh, yeah. the vienna sausage over the egg any day I think, yeah. I, I think i could do the egg you we, we oh. have on dickie dines I've, well i've tried the egg but yeah, eating not, a, not whole, eating the whole, the whole thing but yeah we have tried quite it quite a task yeah yeah i think i could do that yeah, that that was hard to watch it was hard that to was watch drusif unlock person. some trauma to defeat it <laughs> yeah he, he went somewhere dark to watch on, in the show yeah yeah like in person i remember i'm standing right there and i'm like dude this guy's gonna just hurl everywhere but in the show you get that close up of him just like yeah <laughs> just absolutely like, suffering so bad for him. <laughs> dude he's a champ man oh, that was funny what, yeah. what's the one item you you wish you got out of the whole table and like your preferred the one thing you're like oh easy no no problem oh probably the hot sauce yeah that, that's pretty easy I, i'm real. i like i've done like i think i ate like three ghost peppers in a row I puked on the way home after that, but like I'm okay with hot stuff. Um, definitely not whatever that cod liver crap. Oh they yeah, call it. the cat like, food liver. The yeah, smell, bro. That. The smell. I don't think I could have ate the acorn muck. I don't think I could have had what uh, did whatever the shit Damien had was. Oh, the Thai chili. He's like eating it. And he's like, it's so dry. Yeah, it's powder roll. With a Thai yeah, chili. I could, that. I could probably do the chips, but like there were so many chips. What about the wasabi? You can like do the wasabi. I saw in the comments you were talking about how you could have just like taken the whole thing and just like Pringles. Yeah. 
so but i don't know if i would have thought of that at the time but i could have eat the chips no problem that's what i was saying like the crunching them up thing is now you just have a massive pile that you can't (laughs) grab and you have to like try (laughs) and it's so much harder it's easier to just grab them all as like pringles and just shove them in and chew them and then you know i don't know that's what i would have done but anyways i definitely didn't want the century egg (laughs) or the uh what was it that thing uh anthony ate oh durian durian, fruit that was smelly have you had it before no, but the smell is enough to make me... When people are like, yeah, but it tastes fine. I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's pretty good. The taste actually isn't bad. Me and Austin have both eaten that before. Really? For me, it's a texture. Th- well, yeah, everything that was there, me and Austin have eaten before on Dickie Dine Show in the past. So yeah. that's kind of how we I, knew. They're like six, seven years old. But um, yeah, the durian for me, because I'm like a texture guy. And when you put it, in your mouth it feels like wet cold sweet um scrambled eggs and, Ooh, and cold scrambled yeah eggs. and wet cold scrambled eggs is just disgusting and then sweet so for me like i couldn't do that but austin he he could eat it pretty he was yeah, like oh this isn't bad <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't just imagining like sugary scrambled eggs that were just in the refrigerator it, and you're like eh, i don't need to heat these up <laughs> yeah i don't know it's kind of like like if you have a like the leftover slime of like a mango seed or something kind of has that feeling Ugh. to it. You're like, yeah. like sucking slime off something. It's weird. But uh, it's like, why does good it slime. smell so bad? Uh, I don't know. Because this fruit doesn't want you to have its slime. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's it wants defense to keep its mechanism. delicious slime from you. Just and so it tries to be as unappealing as possible. Yeah. Me. No, that's, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. That was a rough one for that, sure. It was a fun challenge. I that was the one I was not looking forward to out of all of them. I was like, balls, I got it. Smashing guitars, easy. And then you were like, you guys are gonna have to eat stuff. And I see the dishes outside, and I was like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. Because anything could have been under those plates. I'm like, what if I get like, I don't know, just like a ketchup and vanilla ice cream shake or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know how like deranged you <laughs> inside the psychotic mind of Jared. The twisted it's mind. So funny because it was like the opposite. Cause Hannah's cooking us all these like incredible meals. Yeah. And then you're like, here, have some cod liver. <laughs> <laughs> and then after we're done doing that, I was just like, all right, let's go eat. Yeah, I was burping up those sausages all night. It was it it was rough. Yeah, definitely. It it tasted like dog food. Ugh. <laughs> and I, I know everyone's like, yo, man, like, I, I eat those all the time. I'm like, no. No. I, I would rather eat dog food. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Austin, do you have anything you want to? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, how, yeah, how'd your last uh, run at Aftershock go? Tell us. Oh, man. That that tour was, it was fun, but it was uh, the weirdest tour I've ever done in my life. So, like... We had this, we, we played like a bunch of shows and then our drummer also drums for Code Orange. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of the tour, he had to go and do a few things with them and we couldn't go and like do stuff without him because we're like, we can't really justify like flying in a fill-in drummer and we're like, what do we do? <laughs> because 
we were there was like also like these like uh so we had a right before that right before that happened we had to play uh louder than life and was it louder than life or was it aftershock i'm they're all like fusing together now aftershocks in california right yeah so yeah it was the louder in life so there's like a radius clause of like 250 miles so like we can't play even if we had a fill-in drummer there like we would have had to drive really far away and then we'd have to come back so we just stayed in an rv park for like 10 days and Jesus. it was so weird. Like, we're just hanging just out waiting for your drummer. <laughs> we're just waiting for our drummer it was so weird and then it, it was weird because when that was going on we didn't feel like a band we just felt like hey we're like a family on vacation <laughs> at an rv park we're like yo there's karaoke the night and like we go over to the karaoke bar and we're just like watching these like old people thing. and kids <laughs> It's just like, what is happening right now? It is so our bizarre. Tour our tour manager like is looking at the events and they're like, "Ooh, they're doing like arts and crafts at ten. You guys want to go do that?" And we're like, "Okay, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll make some noodle necklaces. Let's go." At least you stayed entertained. You oh know? my god! And then your, yeah, dr- was, your drummer comes back. You guys are all thrilled to go hit the road. And he's like, "Can he's we like, do arts uh, and crafts, please?" <laughs> No, I think I think he was kind of jealous because he's like busting his ass doing these like things with Code Orange, mm. and then we're sending him videos of us like jumping on this weird down beach at the river. trampoline yeah. thing, and we're like, "Yo, this is sick!" <laughs> Vacay with the boys. <laughs> it was weird, Damn. and then uh, our, our RV lost its brakes. Oh, like at the first show and our tour manager didn't tell us what and because she's also the driver so we're all just chilling thinking everything's fine and she's like blowing through stop signs well you guys like, continued to drive after like yeah they so, were gonna say she like silently fixed it <laughs> no no she's just driving it the brakes went out and she just like rolls into the parking lot because the engine still works but she's like blowing stop signs and none of us noticed because she didn't want us to freak out we get there she like rolls way to the back of the parking lot and we're like why did she park so far away and like we didn't even think about it and then after the show happened she goes so we lost our brakes on the way here called a mobile mechanic uh, mechanic he put pressure in the brake system and then the lines all exploded oh my god we had to get it towed and then we like uh lost like another three days we had like another three days off because it was supposed to be like a day off and then blue ridge and then another day off but blue ridge got canceled so we're like okay we're just fucking around in redding pennsylvania for (laughs) three days oh my god dude that's crazy bro it was a weird tour there were a lot of problems with uh with our rv that i think that was its last run we're about we're about to go do a tour with left to suffer and we're like renting a van because we're like i don't think the rv can take anymore yeah Yeah, you got to be safe on the road man you got to stay safe how are the shows outside of the things surrounding the shows so the uh, the shows out it was it's weird because like between those festivals and then the tour we did in May those were our first two like real headliners and it was weird seeing like we'd play like Lincoln Nebraska and like you know like 50 80 people come out and we're like why do we have fans in Lincoln <laughs> Nebraska we've never played here before <laughs> so it was just really weird like just seeing stuff like that because we thought it was going to be a pretty crappy tour. We're like looking at the pre-sale numbers and it's like, this show sold nine tickets. This one showed like four and we're like, this is going to suck. And then the walk-ins like all of a sudden there's like 120 people there. And we're like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That, that there was a good turnout then. 
Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Like, because we're not, you know, we're not slip now. We're not expecting arenas. Right. But we don't really know what to expect. So it was just really cool because I've been in this band since 2018. And our first shows were like literally like the shows you think of when I want to be first start a band, like bands playing for other bands, maybe two people are there. So it's just really cool over the last five years seeing like, Hey, like we, we've <laughs> actually done something. It doesn't feel like, like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. You, Cause I'm, I'm sure you guys can relate. You know how, like, you know, you're making content on YouTube and then like your videos get like tons and tons of views. And you're like, why am I still at like 80,000 subscribers? Like yeah. some of my videos have millions of views. So when I hit hundred K this year, I was like, Oh my God. Hell yeah. But that's kind of what it felt like. It, it was like, it felt like when you're, you get all these videos, but suddenly your subscriber count hits like a big milestone. And it just felt really good to like, even though the tour was kind of janky, it felt good to see like the what what is it what's that like edm about like see the seeds of your harvest or something like that your labor yeah that's yeah it was cool yeah yeah fruits of your labor it was cool getting to see that and i don't know it's just really it's just really fun it was very wholesome it was a overall it was a great tour it was just weird well you guys fucking rip too though like you guys are so sick (laughs) and i think i think that's one thing too with like because because we've done tours of foreign bands and you know you like you said you could have videos that get millions of views and you promote a tour and then you go out and you play for 40 people and you're like wait a minute i'm getting millions and millions of views and promoting the tour and all these videos why why don't people come out or whatever? But then it's like, well, you're not getting those views from being in that band. You're getting yeah. views from doing this like crazy other thing that you do. But like for Tala, like you guys fucking shred and you're, you know, your videos kill it and stuff. And people want to see the shows. Cause like, I've seen clips of your shows. I haven't seen you guys live. I hope I can soon, but like you guys tear it up. And that's just something that's so cool to see. So I think like, oh, thank you. you know, like maybe not so many pre-sales, but then when people hear, Oh dude, fucking tall is in town. Like right. we have to drop yeah. everything and go because that's going to be a sick show. One to remember. It, it, I guess it's also, um, I don't know the word for it. Like when you, when you, uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure someone watching it will know the word for it, but it's like you, um, you see like the numbers and I, I feel like a lot of people think we're bigger than we are because like, you know, we've got like 150,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and like, it seems like, wow, that's a lot of people, but that's spread out throughout the whole world. Right. So it's like when you go to one specific city, it's like how many of those listeners live in this city or within driving distance and are going to come out, are already seeing some other band or are even home or, you know, can't get off work. So it's like stuff like that's weird. I know a lot of people are like, when are you coming to Europe? When are you coming to Europe? And stuff like that. And we're like, dude, we're a small band. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like $1,000 a ticket. We got six members. Yeah. We got a lot of gear. It's, like, expensive. So we'd love to go. But it's just, like, I don't think it's, like, practical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Unless right. you have, like, a guarantee at, like, a festival. It's, like, hard to justify yeah, doing it. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're going to get, like, 2K for playing this. And we're like, all right. And you can use go. someone's gear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Europe would be cool, but it is incredibly expensive. Like, not many mm-hmm. bands have the luxury of just going and doing a tour over there. You know, it's uh, it takes yeah, a isn't, lot. Isn't uh, isn't Lauren about to do a tour in Europe? I think she said that. Yeah, I'm je- I'm jealous. With, with I've been Hammond? to the UK know. once, and it was amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure Very which cool. uh, with which group she's doing it with, but she did mention that 
they're going out. I don't know if it's with Red Handed and Red Handed or Halo Scene or Oh, probably Halo Scene. I'm not sure. Halo but scene. How many bands is she in? Three. Well, I don't know if she's in Halo Scene or she just she's like filling in. Does stuff with them. I'm not actually exactly I sure. I know I'm she's in Crazy 88 and she's in Red Handed. Yeah. And I know she does a lot of stuff with Halo Scene. I'm not too familiar with that, but yeah, Europe's cool. Way, I'm sure it's on Lauren's socials if you're interested. Yeah, you got Go check it out in the new hit single from Sky Limit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hit new Just second kidding. place. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, Justin, so what are you up to now? What do you got going on? Oh, man. So other than the, like I said, we're, we got a tour coming up at the end of November with Left to Suffer and Mouth Breather. And then Ooh. there's another band and I can never remember how to pronounce their name. Hold on. Let me Is pull them up because I don't do them. <laughs> Where are you guys well, touring I don't at? do them any injustices. It's mostly up the East Coast, and then there's a couple Canada dates, but we can't do them because our bassist and guitarist just didn't get their passports at time. Oh, no. And we nagged them and nagged them, and they just Damn. put it off, and all of a sudden we're like, guys, there's Canada dates. Yeah, right. I think that it's, we can no man, longer I go to. So it's left to suffer, Tala, Chamber, Mouth Breather, and Tracheotony. Tracheotony. Tracheotomy. Tracheotomy, maybe. Is that it? I, I can't know. read their logo. <laughs> yeah, trach- oh, Chamber's cool gonna be heavy. Chamber and Mouth Breather are both sick though. It'll be Tracheotomy. Hope you like fucking Deathcore, buddy. You're gonna be listening to a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Like I know it's like a meme genre so bang my head till my brain when i got you and nick and my right and then finding out that paula was like no singing it was like girl you're (laughs) the right group yeah i literally constructed that team because (laughs) i wanted to see it happen (laughs) i wanted to see a band with austin justin and nick specifically And yeah, Paula and Damien just turned out. They worked out perfectly. Yeah, it was oh, so good. Graystone for life, baby. It was so good. Graystone. I just knew, I just mm-hmm. knew you guys were going to tear it up. Yeah, check out the uh, fully mastered version on all streaming services now. By the way, hell yeah. Yeah. Did you? So it's you, wild. Did you guys keep the uh, like the hype part? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we we kept the intro and then the hype part and then the ending audio. Uh, and then yeah, I just retracked like the pretty much all of the rest of the song. Nice, but, just like like the verses and like the pig squeals. I did some backgrounds. I think I I uh, doubled you on that opening scream because yeah, I was yeah. like, let me just like a low or something here. Let me do a high. Why not? You do um, it live too. Nick, you did it in the video also. I did. Yeah, I rewatched. I didn't notice that either because I noticed it I in the recording, and I was I like, did. oh, that's cool that he added that. <laughs> and then in the video, I was like, wait, what's happening? He did it the whole time. I thought this was new. It was, it was a trip. I also so had the awesome. same thing. I didn't even know I did that. <laughs> yeah, it's the Harry's movement, and then you go, you do like a low, and I do like a higher one. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Brain. I know, dude, I've heard it a million times, and I still love it. It's, the cave brain it's, just, uh, yeah, it's just so simple and so great. I love that it's just stupid <laughs> stuff. Dude, yeah, I love the breeze. <laughs> the breeze. Yes. So good. It, it felt like a 2007 song mm-hmm. with a 2007 video. I, know, like, yeah, I was people, like, we're bringing it back to MySpace. Let's go. People felt the vibe. Too. People were saying yeah. that. They, they felt our MySpace energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was deaf. Because we're, I think... 
I think Nick was the youngest person mm-hmm. in our group, right? Like oh, everyone yeah. else is like in their thirties, and then Nick's like what twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, he's or something pretty like young. That. But he loves he likes to crab down, so it <laughs> worked perfect. Yeah, well, Justin Damian confused me. What? Wh- how? 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 <laughs> I couldn't like he kept saying like man i don't even like this type of music and i couldn't <laughs> tell if he was being serious or not i was like but you're so good at playing it and i was just like i'm so confused like i can't no, tell dude. if he's being sarcastic or if he's loving Damien's it out here gaslighting his own teammates. oh yeah. i respect it damien damien has played in like deathcore hardcore bands for 10 years yeah more maybe he doesn't really anymore like it's been quite a few years but that was i mean we played shows together with his old band uh they were called prestige Mm -hmm. for years probably seven eight years just like yeah, and they were they were like dude, really I, heavy. He got me so good. Like he, uh, dude, he's the, got like the poker face, the legs like, thing felt, too. He he like gaslit everybody for like three days about his legs. <laughs> he kept, yeah, he kept telling people he was like in a fire when he was a baby, and he had burn marks on his legs. And then I still don't know. And then what. Somebody, somebody brought up, and they were like trying to roast him. Like, would you get sunburn on your legs? He's like, no, I was in a really horrific fire when I was a baby, and. So he did what you said you were gonna yeah, do. And I lo- that's why we worked so perfectly. It was so funny. And then, so and then she, and then she, she got like really. She's like, I'm legs. so sorry. Uh, and he's like, No, I'm just fucking with you. It's just like I got like a circulatory issue. And I have like bad blood flow to my legs. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. That's so funny. It's he, like, why? He was. I believed it. him. <laughs> it's such a believable lie. Yeah. Why yeah. would you lie about that? <laughs> He was actually in a van fire where all of his, uh, all of the band's gear just exploded and the whole van blew up. That was true. Yeah, they made merch with the tour van on fire. Yeah. Pretty sick. That sucks. I'm glad they, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm glad they turned it into something fun. Like, yeah, let's do some merch. Yeah, 100%. Other than the burned legs, everything ended up okay. That's so funny, dude. I didn't know he was like gaslighting everybody. Yeah. The whole time. I don't even fucking like this music. Now I don't even know like what is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a goofball. I love Damien. Yeah, we've known Damien for uh, 10, 12 years probably easily. Yeah, probably since I entered the scene when I was like 16 or 17. Probably even longer. Holy cow. Yeah, he's how is the like the Seattle scene? Because I think we've only been to Washington one time. It was with all their remains, mm-hmm. and like it was good. It was a really good tour. But that's the only time we've ever got to be in that area. So we're like, I'm curious, yeah, like how is it there? It's pretty sweet right now. Again, uh, yeah, probably like you know, like six years ago, it was like stellar, and then you know, pandemic obviously, and then it took a little bit to recoup. But now there's like a, a fresh market of like 15, 16 year olds that were like you know 13 during the pandemic that are ready to oh, go to shows so, so yeah there, there is a flood of new kids that are just people. like what is this shit yeah. and it's it's cool to see that like recycling of like a new fan base coming in but yeah seattle shows have been fucking lit lately and the the ones i've attended to have like outside of the ones i play the ones i go to i'm like yeah these are just like all packed out it's it's pretty cool even like the smaller ones it, yeah the boston scene is weird like sometimes <laughs> it's life is weird every, every sometimes you're just like like why isn't anyone into this at all yeah do, do you find that like the different venues or different areas in boston maybe like if you go to like certain maybe. venues they're just super lit every time but then you go elsewhere and it's kind of weird or like kind you, of do you have like one like specific hub where like oh yeah all the heavy shows go here and this is you know the spot 
We love this place. No, like, because it's Massachusetts is just such a small state. So, like, we kind of share fans with like Rhode Island and New Hampshire and Connecticut. Like, you put all those together and it's still not as big as Washington. <laughs> but, um, Fair. it's like a lot of Boston people go to Worcester and go to like the Palladium. Like, all the shows. Hey, at bro, the you made Palladium up both those words. <laughs> no, I'm serious. in the Palladium. Okay, Harry Potter. The Palladium. <laughs> A wisdom palladium. <laughs> no, that it's the wisdom palladium. But that place is always great. Um, there's a couple places in Rhode Island, like uh, I think it's Fete Music Hall is always just friggin' crazy. Boston's weird though because like I don't. Boston's good for big acts, but like a lot of the smaller bands end up going to like Worcester and Amherst and stuff like that. Mm. And then like where I live, there's pretty much nothing. Like, I got to drive, like, a good hour and a half to get to the scene. There used to be, like, when I was a teenager, there was some stuff, but it's just, like, nobody here listens to metal. It's all, like, radio rock and stuff, so there's just no scene here at all. Do you live out in the sticks, out in the country? I live next to the sticks, so, like, I grew up in this place called Ashburnham, and it's just trees. Mm. Like, there, it's not a city. There's, like, a little downtown with, like, a private bank and a private shop. So now I live in this city called Gardner, and it's, like, bigger, but at the same time, it's, like, I could bike across the whole city in 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> it's still a small city. Yeah. So there's just nothing really out here for, you know, there's no venues. There there were venues when I was younger, like, a teenage, like, 15 years ago but Damn. they just all shut down because no one out here really does anything <laughs> time to move to washington man yeah come on over <laughs> right? dude do you like no i'm trying to move do you like that type of country lifestyle or would you want to go to a bigger city eventually so i i'm uh i guess i'm like a outer city type of guy like Same. i like that is it like suburbs is that the word it can be yeah pretty much like, I like that area where you're not in the city, but you could drive to the city in, like, 15, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, like, full country. But, like, you're but... so far enough away that, like, if the city blew up, you're like, well, I'm fine. I'm yeah. not in the city. <laughs> I'm the same way. Same way. Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah, a little... I'm definitely trying to move because, I don't know, I, it's too cold here for me. But yeah, you guys have gnarly winters for sure. I mean, we we get it bad, but we don't get it like you guys get it. Like no, ice storms I and are, we were bad until, but Michigan is damn really bad because the Great Lakes are right there. They get like ten feet of snow. No thanks. Yeah, we just get like negative ten degrees for like two months at a time. The, the heat bills go up like crazy. Last year we did have a, a pretty bad snowstorm that I didn't know was happening, so I slept through it. And I woke up and opened my blinds, and there was like probably like maybe four feet of snow i couldn't see my car it was just buried and i was wow. just like what do i do <laughs> what year help. is it how long was i asleep just your eyes help, help me. it was pretty much like that i was like i can't open my door <laughs> who left the fridge open? you woke up to the next ice age that'd be crazy <laughs> that's what it felt like Damn. and the worst part is that like i live in an apartment so there's like um the parking lot's in the back and the plow guys have to come and plow it. So you have to move your car. And if you don't, they just lay on the horn for like 20 minutes. Like you can't sleep through it. You just hear, bah, 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 bah. 
So that's why I got up. I was like, I guess it's snowed. I got to move my car. And I'm just like, I can't open my door. Yeah, like, what are you guys what are you supposed to do? Like, I guess I'll just put on some headphones. Can you plow my doorway real quick? Just, I could see your car getting plowed. No. Through. no my it, car. it sucks. Throwing if you don't move your them. car, they will purposely just like box you in. And it's so much harder to move the snow. Because at that point, it's all like, like plowed yeah. up against your car. Damn. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. And it sucks even more because a lot of those people, they don't care. They drive these huge ass trucks. So they just like back out of the snowbank and they're like, yeah, fuck you. But I, I drive a rear wheel drive Mustang. So I'm just like, I couldn't get out if I wanted oh, to. No. Like, I'm done. Oh, no. Fuck. I don't have a winter car. Like, I'm like, I can't leave my house until the snow melts a little bit. And I'm like, all right, I got to go to the grocery store today because it's supposed to snow tonight. <laughs> and I need food or I'm going to starve. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've ordered food off of Amazon. And I'm like, I'm so glad this website exists. <laughs> food off Amazon. I've ordered like drinks like a Liquid Deaths before. I've never thought to order food. Like you order like they apples have, and bananas like, well, and shit or? I don't know, maybe not maybe apples. Not actually, I'm curious. Like, yeah, maybe not produce. Maybe like maybe packaged, like, like stuff, yeah. canned protein stuff. bars. Hold on, let yeah. me just look yeah. up apples. Yeah, you can order apples on Amazon. That's Whoa. crazy. Bag of apples. Apples on Amazon sounds like a bad book. <laughs> it does. Apples on Amazon. <laughs> sounds like like an indie band. <laughs> Or like one of those like like uh, Midwest emo bands. Yeah, we yeah. Can apples on Amazon. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. My heart, my email is two five three. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is crazy. You can buy apples. They they sell them all. They're all from Whole Foods. Yeah, Whole Foods. That makes sense. Oh, well, can you buy like steak? You can buy steak. I never even thought to look on Amazon <laughs> for food. That's I'm like obviously like I guess like protein bars. Stuff like that, I could see like package stuff. Hey, where else are you gonna learn right. you can buy a steak on Amazon other than the Diggy Dines podcast? You can, you can buy broccoli, <laughs> it's, it's all there. Like, I'm just typing stuff in now. You can buy broccoli, you can, you can, can you just buy like pumpkins? That's a Dickie Dines video right there, just ordering food off Amazon and seeing if it's any good. <laughs> what can't you buy on Amazon? Yeah, we, the game you show. can buy pumpkins on Amazon. We ordered a two dollar steak on Amazon. At this point, I'd be What's surprised if you told me you dog, couldn't like buy something fish. on Amazon. You, <laughs> Yeah, fish would be a weird one. Yep, you can buy fish, thirteen ninety nine a pound. That's that's but it's all through Whole Foods though. It's all through Whole Foods. Oh, okay. Add that gotcha. one to cart. I'll cash up. I'm guessing they probably send it like on ice. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I've never before, tried it. Before I got into music, I worked at uh, UPS, and I was one of the guys that, like, loaded the trucks. There's some weird shit that people can buy on Amazon, but I remember seeing these big styrofoam boxes, and I'd be like, what's in this? And the guy I worked with was like, oh, yeah, those are steaks. People just buy steaks online. That's the Damn. The future's here, baby. future's here. It's been here, the apparently. The future's here. AI steaks. We just have to catch up. We had to learn about it. <laughs> right. It's always been, it's been here the whole That's time. That's kind of what it feels like, isn't it? Yeah. Like you learn about something and people are like, oh yeah, we've been doing that for like 10 years. And I'm like, what? Right. Where have I been? What's, you know. Yeah, that's, that's probably how Anthony felt with the, the airdrop. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was a highlight moment. That was one of my Dude. favorite jokes in the roast. I keep thinking about that. The delivery was so good. <laughs> Anthony came to the mansion to learn how to use airdrop. <laughs> I saw, I, I was browsing the comments i saw one guy that was like can somebody please explain the airdrop joke <laughs> what's so funny is that there was footage of them downstairs talking about and then they were trying to share something and anthony's like airdrop what 
It wasn't like, even how a do joke. You, like, how do you... No, he, like, leg- legit. legitimately, like, was trying to feel like, so I just click this thing, and then that goes to here. Like, <laughs> too funny. It was so it was good, real. dude. Yeah, it was so good, but, you know, out of context, it's, it's, it, it it's is what great. it is. But. I love Anthony. He's got, like, phenomenal voice, oh, but he also kind of has, like, old man energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've known him for a while. He's such a good singer. I kind of thought he would have opened up a little bit more but i like i do understand that like you're with you mm-hmm. know a bunch of new people and you're probably kind of just feeling it out or whatever yeah, he was saying um, that on the last day too he's like, he was I, more he's like quiet. I feel like i'm opening up today and it sucks that like i want to be here another week yeah. because i'm ready yeah. to i'm ready to like be these people's friend but yeah. i feel like i was in my shell too much yeah i feel like he was just anyway, a little, little reserved yeah but. i was kind of like that the first day before mm. the groups got picked like just that first morning yeah everyone was talking and i'm just kind of sitting there and it's I was a lot just at like, first for sure yeah, yeah. who do but i fit I, in with where do i go where do i stand exactly. yeah. but there wasn't really like a click thing going on it was like everyone was hanging out with everyone yeah but i guess for me it was kind of like uh you know how like stevie t said you know he had his anxiety and stuff yeah it was kind of like that like where the day of like my plane was getting canceled and stuff and like part of me was like no i really want to go and part of me was like oh my god thank god (laughs) like i definitely had that moment but um i'd say when i got there and i was just watching everyone talk to each other i was like okay i can't be a wallflower like i gotta just be myself and let people see and what really got me was like when I was in like high school, like there were definitely kids that like made fun of me and stuff like that. I was like the kid that wore the skinny jeans and the eyeliner and like the metal kid and like most people weren't like that. And then so I kind of like had this moment, like I want to say it was like after breakfast that morning where I was looking around and I was like, these are all the same kid I was in high school. Like Mm -hmm. there's no reason they wouldn't think that I'm funny. There's no reason they would think I'm annoying. These are Mm -hmm. people I would be friends with. your people. I just kind of like immediately just like you said, like I was just like, oh, and then just <laughs> like, all right, here's who I am. Take it or leave it. And I'm so glad everyone was just like, I love Justin. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the energy was was great. Anytime there was like a moment of down or anything, you'd be like, oh, wait, Justin's at a 10, dude. I got to turn it back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How does this guy have so much energy? It's crazy. I know, dude. We were playing it, Smash till like four in the morning <laughs> after doing challenges and shit. Yeah. That was fun. You were like an encyclopedia of Smash Bros. <laughs> he's too like, good. I, I would just be like, can I play this one? And you're like, yeah, I mean, you can play them, but he's, he's kind of a floaty character. And I'm just like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what does he's that mean? frustratingly good. He pisses me off. He's so good. We, we play together all the time and he kicks my ass every time. Yeah, I, know, I always try to do that too because I know just like an autistic amount of stuff about the game. And so I'm always trying to like, t- like teach people people as they're playing and i i realized in hindsight that could seem condescending you're like beating somebody's ass and you're like what you're gonna want to do is duck my left here (laughs) like Like, i walked out of that thinking like man i feel like i could beat some of my friends (laughs) (laughs) let's go yeah that was a lot of fun that was definitely another highlight was just playing smash with you guys i was like man i kind of wish more people were awake right now like right playing because it was just really cool i wish that i didn't have like 
four different duties to do so i could have because like i was so okay i gotta go here gotta go do this gotta go here gotta make sure this is done gotta go talk to the camera crew gotta go do this and and it was so like and then everybody hanging out and i'm like i want to fucking hang out with everybody i'm like but i can't because i have to make sure everything (laughs) works you know that's me on tour yeah because i'm like the merch guy and i gotta like talk Uh, to people and like do that but i'm also like on tour i'm so careful about my voice like i get so worried and the biggest thing is i just talk too much like you guys see how extrovert i am i talk way too much i talk way too loud and i'm like if i do this on tour like i'm gonna end up like you know when ollie sykes messed up his voice or like danny warstop so i'm super like introverted on tour and it makes me so mad because i see everyone hanging out and i'm like sitting there like drawing and i'm like i want to hang out and i can't (laughs) i'm on what's the word i'm not responsible and i know i'll talk too much (laughs) you're protecting your vocal cords yeah it's it's tough i was actually uh before the podcast i was in a uh i was in a discord call with anthony because uh he had some questions about his voice and i was like oh dude i'll help you out and he he uh he came up with it he's like yeah you got to give yourself like a vocal allowance mm-hmm. like here's how many hours you're allowed to talk and then you got to be like sorry guys i'm out of minutes and he's just like, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> a pretty paid way to put it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i kind of want to do that i want to get like one of those like uh like those gym teacher timers and every time i talk just turn it on for a second and then turn it off when i'm done and be like, oh, sorry, i only got like 40 minutes left guy yeah somebody starts talking to you and you just put the timer on the table and hit it <laughs> and then, and then well, i gotta like get like a like a custom one so that once it hits zero it starts playing like the sound of silence and i just yeah. like shrug well you're the only one that has an instrument made of meat so you got to take care of it a lot more than other people unfortunately yeah that's why i was stoked to play bass hell yeah (laughs) do a little backup vocals and i was i was definitely nervous about the uh when we went out in public for Mm -hmm. that challenge because that was probably the worst my voice has been in like years yeah so i was just like never would have guessed you were nervous during that day i mean i wasn't nervous to do like the the public stuff but i was like dude i can't sing i could kind of scream i was like i can do highs i can't really do lows like my low area was shot because that's where i typically do my low screams it's like this area where i'm talking right now so i was like i can't do lows but i can still do highs and i can still do fry stuff so the screaming in the subway was great but like when you hear me trying to sing those like 90s covers i'm like oh my god my voice is so fucking toasted it's so bad Dude, yeah the the editing definitely made uh us look way better on that day than i remember remember how we're going i was dreading that episode i was like we're gonna look so stupid but the cuts were just like extra funny it was so funny it just cut but so good people were like oh we're just being really serious and doing like legit covers and then we're just like in a group like damien with his bongo (laughs) (laughs) it was just a a couple people that one guy that came by and he's like boo grasshopper good uh, grave hunter for life gravestone gravestone we've had so many names uh, i feel like all of them have it was just a good time the the editing really made it even better 
Mm-hmm. I think yeah. one of the things that was cracking me up was the way you guys edited it for the uh, the music video challenge and how every time it was back on us that like s- just like stupid music was playing. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, just still not doing it. <laughs> yeah, dude, you guys. I want to just come up with ideas. Like it'd be really cool. If well, we it, was like, funny, well it was funny, dude. It was funny because like I I would like build the timeline and then Kevin would go in and just like make it all look super fucking sick. And when I was looking at the clips and the timeline i was like okay so sky limit uh they're they're talking okay now they're filming uh graystone's talking okay grasshopper's talking they're filming now okay <laughs> graystone's talking okay sky limit's doing their second set uh grasshopper is now editing Grays, they're still talking okay <laughs> and so i was like literally how it was it was just like for like three hours you guys are just like but then maybe we do like go around and like do this and stuff and then maybe sky limit's done like and then i just like so this is so funny because you gotta like make it kind of humorous a little bit still got it out it's so funny like that's the type of stuff you can't like script like no not at all we just had that like you guys had some like crazy chaos that (laughs) somehow worked but it was like because like sky limit was very like on it and they were like really precise and professional and they you know they were the most professional and then grasshopper was did fine but i feel like there was like not so much of a leader for grasshopper it was kind of just like what do we do a little bit and then you guys were just like let's have fucking fun and be chaotic (laughs) as fuck and it worked it worked in some weird way it worked like energy that's the best way i could put it yeah if you just imagine like a bunch of stoners and you're like all right guys you guys got to do this challenge yeah sure but first we're gonna make easy slam riffs We gotta play this in five hours. Yeah, just do like just easy, easy zero one stuff that we can remember. Yeah, our writing process consisted of us going, uh, it'd be really cool if we did like a slipknot part right here. <laughs> that was our writing process. And then and then Nick would instantly write one and we were like, That's that's cool. Yeah. No yeah. revisions. Just like I liked how that sounded. <laughs> Write it down. But then you guys like knew the song so well, you were so like confident and comfortable mm-hmm. with it that you go on stage and you just go crazy. I think yeah, we so, all like your live song too. Yeah, like your live performance. I mean, like that's really the the one of the main reasons why I think you guys took it over Sky Limit was that like they were kind of standing around like, you know, playing their song. You guys just were like, "Yeah, let's fucking go." <laughs> yeah. Like you had so much energy. It was just like so high. We were having fun. so much fun. Oh my god. It was it. a lot of fun. Dude, like, yeah, when Justin putting down his bass is like the most hype up oh, thing so ever. Just like I love watching that. I just put it and you just hear it go <laughs> and it just does oh, that for the rest of the song. Dude, Perfect I, for oh Dead God. <laughs> Your build up, I fucking love that motherfucking judgment day. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that I used to suck at the like mosh call shit. And then it was uh last tour. I just started, I was like, I'm just going to go out and just say things and not worry about <laughs> if it sounds cool or not. Everyone so I would like come out and be like, this is toad bump style. Motherfucker. I want to <laughs> see fire rain down from the sky. Rip up those floorboards. Like I just saying shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> so hype, when though. you were doing that too, I was just like, dude, we have two people screaming just at you. Incoherently yelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Jeez. Like that part gives me anxiety listening to it. I'm just like, dude. And then you, I got, I, I said all the time, you are the loudest motherfucker that I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, dude, he's clipping the mic on a live, like handheld mic. Yeah. He's, he's the loudest screamer I've ever recorded. Dude, you ever. Yeah. That banshee yell at the very end of the song. It was like the last one that I do before we were, it like blows out the speaker. Yeah, like I, th- I always, th- I was like, man, I'm a really loud screamer. I always thought it was so cool, and I'd always seen your videos, and I'm like, this dude is like screaming candles out. So I'm like, can I do that? And I'm trying it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably as loud as Austin. And then I get in a room with you, and I was just like, <laughs> He's got, yeah. Dude, I'm glad you thought the, the candle thing was interesting too. I that was, was like, so. I was cool. like, this is like a cool because I know so many people that like that would didn't wouldn't even be possible because of like how they scream. And I was like, this is an interesting. Testament, nah, but. <laughs> you are like if on the scale of loudness, you're like a ten. <laughs> and Sound like, guys right. hate me, bro. I'm like maybe like <laughs> a seven. Like I'm, you are scary loud, dude. Thanks, yeah, man. it's it's a lot, but it's it lot. sounds good. Mm-hmm. That's the other the thing. Tone like is it's there. good, solid. Yeah, it's not like annoying too. and loud. <laughs> yeah, just, we're just like. Ah! <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's not like those people that just like yell as loud as they can and turn it into a scream. It's mm-hmm. like, no, this dude is doing like a solid false chord scream and it just has so much volume to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Austin's crazy. He's very he's, intense. He's got that shit on lock. It's all the hot soup I eat. <sighs> well, Justin, <laughs> it's the hot soup. Justin, I uh, don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, stick with us here right after we uh, get finished. And uh, yes, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Justin Bonnet. Thanks for inviting me. This is yeah, amazing. I'm so Appreciate excited time, that you were able to make it out to the Musician Mansion. I would love to have you for season two. I think I'll, everyone watching would love to have you for season two. Yeah. And Heck yeah. I am so I'm stoked. I'm so stoked on what you got coming up with Tala and your musical adventure. Adventures. And everyone check out Justin. Uh, you can follow him on YouTube under uh, Hungry Lights. And he has Hungry a couple Lights, yeah. couple smaller channels. So like for the vlog, I think it's Hungry Buttons. Hungry Buttons. I got if you likes my uh if you like my ridiculous roast, I got a comedy channel uh called Hungry Potus. <laughs> Hungry Potus. And it's the same awkward bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, you can follow his band Tala. They're sick, they rip, they have a bunch of songs, they're going on a tour soon. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Justin, for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys. I love you guys so much. Love you too, brother. All right, everybody. That was Justin Bonnets. Thank you so much, Justin, again, for coming on the podcast. Always a pleasure. We love Justin to death. Hopefully we do get to see him in season two. I would love to have him back. And without further, further ado, let us get into the after show. It's time for. All right, everybody, welcome to the after show. This is where we interact with our patrons over on Patreon. If you would like to directly message us, comment things to us, and have us respond to you, uh, along with a whole bunch of other perks, you can check us out on Patreon. Link in the description below. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the first one comes from Sambo512, and he says, Austin, how come you're not dyeing your hair anymore? I love the new look, though. Just wondering. <laughs> 
<laughs> they know too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I was just going through a, a period of my life. I was just trying to see what I liked, and then I started growing my hair out, and I was like, I like this. So I found I found the thing I liked. I guess I don't know. I was just I was just searching for a hairstyle that I was into or something, and the co- I liked the the initial colors I chose, and then I kept trying different ones to see if I liked any of them. And then funny enough, I did the first color I chose. I was like I should have just stuck with that one for, <laughs> until I wasn't happy with it. Was that but, the purple? Yeah, the purple with like the silver melt in it. I yeah, was like, that was pretty cool. I like that that look. But yeah, now I just grow my hair out, and it, I'm happy with it. I'm trying to embrace the curls. You feel me? The, the real answer is that he stopped dyeing the hair up here and he start dyeing the hair down. That's, dude, that's for the after after show. Yeah. Um, the second uh, question also comes from Sambo512. And he okay, says, Sambo. Austin, if you have any, what is your warm up method for your voice before a show? Uh, usually I get like room temperature water, never cold, never hot. And uh, I'll put it in my mouth and I'll like. I'll gargle it and then I'll swallow it like a like a mama bird because it touches it'll touch like everything you want to get all that shit nice and lubricated because if you just drink water and over and over again you miss like the soft palate aspect and like where where you breathe with your nose so that part funny. stays dry so if you, you do the little mama bird, <laughs> little mama bird swig you can get all that shit going and then once it's all juiced up then I just I'll I'll run through my my ranges make sure that everything feels comfortable and that like I can activate my false chords and I can switch to fry and stuff and I can hit like pitch notes uh just run through every one of my screens that I know I'm going to do and make sure that it feels comfortable and then I don't like to overdo it I know a lot of people are you know seeing like a whole thing but I just because it's just the one set so I'm like I'm gonna go up there and give it my all so I don't want to overdo warm-up so I don't do like a crazy ton but uh I also try not to talk like or like shout a bunch like I try all like Kind of, I'll get really close to people at shows and talk to them if I know I'm going to perform. So your pre-workout starts <laughs> early in the day. Right. You know, if you know you're going to use your voice, fatiguing it via talking is like the easiest way you're going to lose it. 100. Um, percent The next uh, comes from Kelly Smith that says, "If cost was no object, what is a dream album project you would want to create? Could be an album, single, a podcast, documentary, movie, etc. No boundaries." Would it be a collab with artists you enjoy or would it be something with just the two of us? What would you want to do? That's a cool question. You go first. I just answered two. Um, honestly, just it might be just where my brain is right now coming off of Musician Mansion season one. Um, if cost wasn't an option, uh, I would just do it again. Season two, which <laughs> hopefully we can do it again, but with like a lot of funding. And just go insane with it and just have, like, the coolest, like, everything I could possibly think of. Because that was, like, one of the things with the first one was that we could only do so much with the time that we had and with the money that we had. But um, there were a lot of ideas that while we were filming it, I was thinking of for season two. Mm-hmm. Um but it is it is kind of a money thing, right, obviously, yeah. which is like the reality of it is we were for doing five episodes. Yeah, what'd you say it was? It was like one point five million per like survivor episode. Yeah, so like sur- per episode. Yeah, like survivor costs like a million dollars an episode. And they're outside. <laughs> yeah, and they're outside. I mean, they build like big sets and they have a huge crew, but it's like probably rented an island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they built an island. Um but yeah, so like real TV shows can cost five hundred thousand to a million dollars per episode. Whereas we did this for like 
a hundred grand. We did five episodes for like just under a hundred grand. So, and it's all music. Like when you think of music gear and how expensive music right. gear is, it's like that That's could easily <laughs> be half the budget, you know, and then you have to rent the location. And then, you know, luckily I had a lot of my friends that just volunteered to help because they thought it was a super sick thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were just fine with not getting paid. I would have loved to pay them, but there was probably five or six people that were like, dude, I'm just stoked to be here. I'm stoked to help. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. And you know, you like the real ones are the musician man. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, if we were to pay all of those people, if we were to pay for it, it's, I mean, you're talking tens and up. tens and yeah. tens and tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's just, we didn't have it. So for me, mm -hmm. I think it would be, do it again, season two. And if I had like a million dollars, bro, we could make the coolest fucking TV show that anyone in the music world has ever seen. I guarantee it. Damn. But it was just like so bottlenecked by the time because the house we were staying at, I would have loved to have an extra two or three days to have six episodes or seven episodes. But every night at that house was like four grand just to stay at that house. So it was like, you know, especially when I, yeah, it was just a lot. So season two for me would be, it would be yeah. my answer. <laughs> a lot of money to do it though. <laughs> it would be cool. It's fair. What about you, Austin? Uh, shit, man. I don't know. It's it, like, it, it's one of those dreams that like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make this happen, but if I like was, could be a part of directing like a horror movie. Oh, that'd be sick. Oh my God. I just feel like, if I could be the guy that's just there, like, yo, let me write some shit. Let me, let me direct this. Like, I feel like I could make something really, really cool. But if it was more realistic, I feel like, uh, I don't know, like collabing with some sort of like having like a music video crew where I, there's music videos are so stale and they all like, it's so rare when you get like a cool one, but if it would be sick if there was a studio that had concepts mm. and then they shot out of the studio for bands. So you came there and they are, they had concepts you could like purchase yeah. or something, or like they could work with you and make a custom one, like something like that. that I feel like that'd be a really cool idea. And, uh, I don't know. It would, just, it would be, it would be a passion project of mine. Cause I just feel like there's so many, you know, everyone wants content, but so it yeah. leads to a lot of just like, here's a performance video, here, right, right. which is fine, whatever. But how cool would it be if there was just the means where you don't even have to think about the cool th thing for your video. You could just go to a company and we'll handle it for you. Yeah, that would be super cool. I like that <laughs> idea. Um, Joshua Nettles says, what is a band that you would love to go on tour with? Ooh, that's fun. Uh, Left to Suffer comes to mind because they're like in our realm that they were their audience would like benefit us a lot and taylor's a sweetheart so that would be i just know it would be fun times on tour uh so that for like a realistic one i'd probably say that but fuck man uh or like hmm dude i, I always say this but opening for slipknot would be the craziest that thing be because like I, there would be people that would like us and we would get a lot of hate, but playing for that crowd is something like <laughs> most people will never have the opportunity right. to do right so i feel like that would be just so fucking cool i would imagine to, you're opening for slipped oh, every night for a month <laughs> the coolest shit ever it'd be insane um for me probably graystone <laughs> <laughs> good answer good answer graystone or tala and dark watch that'd be my answers um zerk says uh what states slash cities have the best crowds when you perform live and what states slash cities have the lamest crowds that's a fun one uh sacramento comes to mind for fun Sacra like the every time i've ever played in sacramento it doesn't matter what venue it's always sold out 
and the people are there to fucking have fun. And it's it's like the walls True. are shaking. You know, people are moshing. That, that was where the, the people played Uno in the pit during yeah. one of our shows. Yeah. Like it's and they just like welcome it. The, the Also, always they got good food, too. It's it's like a smaller areas usually where the venues are. But every time I've played a venue in Sacramento, the food has been fucking killer. Also, so yeah, Sacramento comes to mind for just like passionate fans. That shit's always tight. Talking about this makes me want to go on tour. I know, right? I, I'm kind of like show. for the first time in a long time. I'm like, oh, I kind of miss, kind of miss it. Look at that, the spark. <laughs> Look at the twinkle in his eye, it's and it's gone. Back, and baby. it's gone. Oh man. Um, I will say that uh, I haven't been to many shows lately, mm-hmm. but I think Seattle. Whenever I Seattle go to flex, a show in yeah. Seattle, it crushes. It could be a small local show. It could be a bigger show or mid-sized show. Always packed. People are always having a blast. Like Seattle for like Can metal. Like it. Like they kill it, dude. Like people love metal in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it it's so dreary and dark and gray all the time. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But I think Seattle really really crushes oh, for I just, sure. I just thought of my worst one, uh, Logan City, Utah. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say Utah would be the worst place. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, That's dude, so funny. I don't, Utah is for like rich people to settle down away from the world. And then the normal population are fucking insane people. <laughs> like, I swear <laughs> to God. It is, dude, I've never in my life been somewhere at night and felt so unsafe. And then the next day there was like, would you like some tea? And I was like. <laughs> this is a cult, bro. What is happening? It was the strangest juxtaposition of like people literally like ODing from heroin, and then like somebody stole a stop sign in the middle of the street, and then the next day that same street there was like a little coffee shop, and it was like a bustling town well, of like old all, white people. That's because all like, the Mormons go to bed at seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, and all the demons come out, and then they wake up and they come out and yeah, yeah. Great stories there, but yeah, that was where I met Left Eye, the legend. He is a guy who he called himself <laughs> Left Eye. What? Called himself Left Eye, and he just had a huge tattoo over his left eye. It was like this big tribal tattoo. And he showed up, and he had, like, a patient bracelet from, like, he just came from, like, the hospital, from, like, the psych ward. And he was just, he was in Crocs and just... What well, he was legend. he was the guy at the door when we got there. The door was open. We come in. He's sitting on the ground next to like a thirty-two pack of Bush Light, and he goes, "Sup?" And we're just like, what "Are you? Do you work here?" He's like, "Name's Left Eye," and he <laughs> stood up and shook our hands. Didn't tell us what his association was or if he worked there. And then the actual Booker came out of the bathroom. Was like, "What's up?" Didn't even acknowledge him. Just like wasn't like, "Oh, sorry about him." He was just like, "What's up? Welcome." Like, "You want some beer?" Damn, like, Left Eye, is- the legend. Oh, Left Eye was so funny, dude. He was, <laughs> you know, avoid obviously. But, yeah. Uh, Benny, their vocalist. He, we were on tour with him at the time, <laughs> and we were chilling in the van together. And uh, I had drank. I had mixed a bunch of shit. I shouldn't have. The bar across the street was crazy. They were serving like minors and stuff. It was, they were like over pouring. The bartender just left during her shit. Like there was nobody inside. I'm like, we can just take all this shit. What is happening? Uh, But I was in the back of the van sick and Benny came out to like, hey, are you okay? And then, and out of nowhere, I see Benny like, 
back up into my peripheral with his hands up and he goes what what i don't want i don't want to like mumbly like, clearly just terrified and then he backs up further and further and it's left eye and he's like you got 35 cents man i'm trying to get a cheeseburger <laughs> and betty's like you i think i got money in the van i'm pretty sure and i'm like in my boxers is my own puke just like what the f- is betty getting mugged by left eye right now and then he, he gave betty gave him like a couple bucks and then he's like all right man i'm gonna go to the burger king and I'll be right back. And he's like, don't come back. What, don't, what do you mean? Don't, I don't want to hang out with you after this. Like, just leave me alone. Please, left eye, be gone. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> left eye, the legend. Holy real, real shit. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Legend of left eye. I, that's the first time I ever heard that. You never heard I've that, never dude? Heard the the le- legend of left eye. Oh, man, happy to share it with you. <laughs> All right, this last one comes from Peter Tobin. He says, uh, you guys probably answered this before, but I'm slow. What kind of metal got you into the genre? What kind of metal? I don't think I've been asked that specifically. Yeah. It's usually like what band or something. But what kind of metal? Fuck, uh... Like probably dad rock was my gateway drug, yeah. you know, heavy like, metal, like rock, classic yeah. metal, you, like the, the electric distorted guitar, yeah. but it's still singing and mm-hmm. stuff. And then you hear the scream for the first time on like, I think body is by drowning pool. was like the first song I yeah. heard screaming in it. Yeah. And I, I would literally, I was at like my apparent party and I asked, who, what is, what is this? <laughs> and the guy was like, Oh, you like this little man? It's uh <laughs> It's some real shit. And like, in hindsight, <laughs> in hindsight, it's so funny because it was fucking drowning pool. <laughs> it's like you like that hard stuff, man. <laughs> it was also very funny. Like a fifty-year-old who's like, "Nice." <laughs> I'm like twelve. <laughs> yeah, it was a real one. Classic metal for sure. Uh, Ozzy and shit like that, and then Lincoln Park. Yeah, Lincoln uh, Park. The new metal, I guess. Uh, Disturbed. New metal fuck, and then uh, and then it was like as I lay dying, Norma Jean, so metalcore. Um, so yeah, it was kind of classic, and then just like early two thousands, whatever, the Drowning Pool, shit like that. Did you ever have that phase when you were first getting into like screams, where you're like, oh, I'll never be into that like heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I feel like I've, Dude, most people do. It's so funny. I remember being at like a little party with our our, our old drummer. Or my old drummer David, mm-hmm. and he showed me the video of uh, "I Declare Goddess." Oh yeah, yeah. the "I Declare Goddess" video, and I remember Classic. just being like, "What the fuck is this garbage <laughs> bullshit?" I was like, "You're into this?" Because at the time, I was listening to Skillet and like, Twelve Stones <laughs> and Flyleaf and shit, right. and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and then he showed me the Waking the Cadaver, oh my god, uh, Chase Through the Woods video. I yeah. think it was, or I think, or Blood Splattered Satisfaction, right, either one, the one where he like takes the girl and oh, the kills her video. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's that one. And I was just like, I felt like sick to my stomach. I mean, I mean, I was like right. fourteen. Like you're showing me a snuff film, David. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was like. like watching like a murder and this guy going <laughs> i'm like what the fuck is this and then like i still am not super into that kind of music but obviously now it's like i've, I've listened to a lot of right. really heavy stuff but yeah back then it was like <laughs> i would never check this out like what is this garbage dude but then you go down the rabbit hole and it gets yeah now i'll pop up you know waking the cadaver just for fun and just be like, shredded wheat, shredded wheat. Yeah. The tin can. Oh, yeah, the tin can snare, dude. Iconic. 
Iconic, so good. bro. Well, there is our after show and uh, for today. Like I said, if you want to be a part of the after show and you want us to read your comments and your questions, uh, go over to patreon.com slash the Dickie Dine Show. Link in the description below and you can be part of this as well as other perks as well. Thank you so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. Again, Musician Mansion Season 1 out on my channel. Go check it out. Uh, really proud of it. Austin did an amazing job in yeah, the show. He killed it. And uh, you there's too, you were all right too. Man. Uh, there was a, a lot of people involved. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get back into Dickie Dine's content again because we're filming again now that we have more time. So appreciate you all for being patient over the last week. And yep. we will see you in the next one. Lock your doors. I know where you live. Austin's coming. I have your home addresses. I have your IP addresses. He's no coming. amount of cyber police can help you now. He's coming for you. Consequences will never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs>